morning everybody it is tuesday the 24th of january it's the marcus today members podcast we're calling it the members podcast now general advice only if it's advice at all certainly not personal financial advice suited to your particular financial circumstances. Wall Street behaving itself overnight, as you doubtless know. Wall Street up 250 points or so. We're having a good rally, it's got to be said. Fixed volatility index under 20. But of particular note, the Nasdaq up 2%. We're into the US results season and one of the big risks was the big tech results. Most of the big tech results or sorry, most of the big tech companies have been down 20 to 60% in the last year. So there's some nervousness ahead of the results season. But as I had thought in the podcast over the last few days, if anything, the results season after those sort of share price falls was more likely to dispel uncertainty than create it. And that seems to be the case at the moment. Some of the big tech stocks doing pretty well overnight. Netflix up 4%, Tesla up 7%. Qualcomm up 6%, Shopify up 8%, AMD up 9%. And it seems what's happening is there are some broker upgrades after results in a lot of the big tech stocks. And that is driving the NASDAQ, which is beginning to outperform. NASDAQ was up 2% last night, S&P 1.2%, Dow Jones 0.8%. So suddenly big tech coming into its own, which is good for our NASDAQ exposure in the strategy portfolio, HNDQ, which is is hedged into Aussie dollar. So it goes up more if the NASDAQ goes up and the Aussie dollar goes up, which is happening at the moment. So that ETF's been dragging an anchor for a while, but suddenly looking like it's coming alive. And have a look at the chart of the NASDAQ in the strategy piece. Looks like it is just now for the first time in a while breaking the downtrend. And also, although I hate to use the expression, the 50-day moving average is heading rapidly towards the 200-day moving average, which would be called a golden cross. Anyway, technically positive, and apart from our NASDAQ ETF, it's also good for our S&P 500 ETF, which is IHVV, also hedged into Aussie dollars. So the strategy portfolio looking okay at the moment. For the first time in a while, every single holding is in positive territory. And our ASX 200 ETF is up 9.8% since we bought it. When you consider the average annual return from the ASX 200 is 5.77% plus dividends. 9.8% is pretty good in three months. And I'll also note, remember I guessed what the ASX 200 would do this year, suggesting it would be up 14%, which was the average prediction of all strategists every year, which is 9% plus the 5% we lost last year. So my guess was 14%. And just to point out, we have now gone up 7.3% so far this year. So we've, we're halfway to a very bullish prediction in three weeks. So fully invested in the strategy portfolio, happy with that as well. Notice also Bitcoin up 2.4%. Have a look at the chart. It's too volatile for almost all of us to consider as an investment. It is a gambling vehicle, but it is also, I see it as the barometer of irrational exuberance. It's a bit of a canary in the mine. When it drops quickly, you start to worry about the market. And at the moment, it's going up. When it drops quickly, you have to worry about those no earnings, high price stocks. But for the moment, sentiment looking pretty good. Bond yields on the rise marginally overnight. 
still trending down from their highs last year. The FOMC meeting is on February the 1st. For the first time ever, the bond market is factoring in the chance of the FOMC going on hold at the meeting on February the 1st. There is a 99.9% chance of a 25 basis point rate rise, but there is a now a 0.1% chance of the Fed not raising rates at all. The more likely expectation is that they go on hold in May and there is now a 36% chance of them going on hold in May, which is a lot earlier than we expected two or three months ago. And there's an article in the Wall Street Journal which has probably helped the US markets overnight. One of the top journalists debating when the Fed will go on hold and suggesting they might go on hold as early as spring, which means in May, June. So this whole vibe is pointing towards the Fed going soft earlier than expected and the peak official interest rate now factored into the futures market is 4.75 to 5.0% instead of 5% plus. So everything's softening up, markets rising as it does. There's also a survey which suggests that US inflation will be 1.77% in a year's time. In other words, back in the band in a year's time. And that's helped by the idea that 20% of firms reporting results so far are talking talking about cutting staff, which means the pressure on inflation coming through the labor market is dissipating as well. We've also got JP Morgan saying there's less than a 50% chance of a global recession, which is down from 98%. So a lot of things going our way. China is saying its COVID cases have peaked. Bank of America saying the fund managers survey shows the short position in tech in the US is now below normal. The Nasdaq's beginning to outperform, breaking the downtrend. The S&P 500 is above its 200-day moving average and above 4,000. What's not to like? So fully invested and waiting for this FOMC meeting, we've also got an Australian CPI number this week. That's tomorrow. That's the fourth quarter number. It is still expected to see a rise, 7.4% against 7 0.3%. But obviously, that weaker than expected jobs number recently has suggested the RBA may go on hold a bit earlier than expected. They've got their meeting on Feb 7. A low inflation number will be seen as good for the market and likely to prompt the RBA to go on hold sooner rather than later. Also this week, we've got Australia Day, of course, on Thursday. The market will be closed. We've got that CPI number tomorrow. We've got a fourth quarter GDP P number in the US on Thursday. That's the advance number, which is the main number. That'll get the recession talk going again, or no recession talk going. And the US results season continues. So plenty coming up. And of course, we've got a lot of US results. We've got Microsoft tonight. The ideas portfolio is going okay at the moment. Only one stock causing us a bit of trouble there. That's copper exposed, 29 metals, 29M. Otherwise, everything else going fabulously. Pilbara Minerals was the best performing stock in the ASX 200 last week. And we, of course, hold it. We are up 25% in 15 days very happy with that. And finally, our GGUS and LNAS, which is the 
GGUS is the better shares ETF geared into the S&P 500 and LNAS is the Global X ultra leveraged ETF into the NASDAQ. Those are now heads above water. LNAS is up 8.2% in 11 days. So the ideas portfolio are going rather nicely at the moment. Macquarie at the point of breaking a fairly significant resistance line as well. We hold that and Domino's still trending up nicely. I've got a link to an article about Renko charts in the ideas and scans section today. And on the technical scans, we've got the ASX 200 now overbought. That's not a reason enough to sell, but heading back to our old highs. RSI buy signals are few and far between, but one on computer share. I'm not sure I get excited about computer share. It is one of the stocks, of course, that benefits from rising interest rates. It's got itself oversold as the Fed have gone soft, might be time for some fund managers to buy it or to at least go neutral instead of underweight. There are a few oversold stocks. One interesting one was AGL, which has come back a bit. It was, of course, the Phoenix stock of last year, the stock that resurrected itself in 2022, just come off the top. And there are a bunch of sell signals. And let me just tell you, at the moment, there are 350 overbought stocks. That's out of a, a look at about 800 stocks, 350 overbought, the RSI over 70, and a bunch with RSIs over 80. In fact, there are a bunch of sectors that have got RSIs over 80 at the moment. Material sector, REITs, consumer staples, consumer discretionary banks, small lords, in fact, almost everything. All tech sector, financials, plus the ASX 100. You can see what the message is. Market is going up at the moment. And that's really all you need to know. A few things on the news front at the moment. One you might find of interest is UBS upgrading their lithium price forecasts by up to 50%. They've got earnings upgrades across the board. They've got a buy on Allchem, Mineral Resources, IGO. They've got Pilbara Minerals on a neutral after the recent rally. But UBS pushing the lithium wagon for us today. Myers had some strong sales numbers. They're up 5%. Zip down 5% on some sales numbers. We saw a small drop in consumer confidence this morning. Kodan has popped on some sales data and that'll probably do you. REITs leading the market followed by resources, healthcare and banks at the back of the pack. That's about that. As I leave you, market up nine points, down futures, down 10. Plenty going on this week. Until then, you have a fabulous day and I will speak to you tomorrow.